So James, a frustrating week for Shrewsbury with no action because of the weather. Yeah, kept the word possible time ready, didn't it? Chris, they were on a great run of form, three straight wins, and I know everyone was looking forward to the Port Vale game last week. Disappointing, I think the club did everything they could to get the game on, but when you get the temperatures that we got last week, minus seven, minus eight, continuously, it was only ever going to end in uh, in frustration, I'm afraid. It was a game people were looking forward to as well. Port Vale, a local derby, and a bit of an edge to it as well. Yeah, there's always a special atmosphere around the Port Vale games, aren't there? They always bring a, a good few fans and, and create a really good atmosphere at the Greenhouse Meadow. It's been moved to a Tuesday night now and Tuesday night games are always a little bit special, aren't they? They've always got a bit of a, a special atmosphere hanging over them, so I'm sure March the 27th, I think, if off the top of my head, I'm sure that's a, a date already in the diary of Shrewsbury fans. Shrewsbury, of course, this week will be looking to get to get rid of that ring rustiness and get back to action, but it's a tough trip down to Devon to play an informed Torquay United. Yeah, five wins out of five for Torquay, 11 out of the last 14, and they're in spectacular form really they are the form team of the division no surprise really Martin Ling has got a good track record with what he did with Leighton Orient he's done very well to rebuild the team Paul Buckle obviously going off in the summer to join Bristol Rovers and taking a hell of a lot of last season's squad with him should be O'Torkey one down there don't they? they had two terrible experiences there last year beating 5-0 in the league and then 2-0 in the first leg of the playoff semi-final a deficit they couldn't overturn back at the Greenhouse Meadow so there's no shortage of motivation for Shrewsbury, but the, the prime concern for them will be getting a result. I think a point would be a decent result. I'm sure Graham Turner will set his side up to try and win the game, but if they can come back the M5 on Saturday night with a point in the back, I think that would be a job well done. Do they almost get a bit edgy going to Torquay after what happened last year? Is it a bit of a, suddenly a bogey ground in many ways? I don't think so. I think there's a, a number of new players in, aren't there, from, from the side that had those two miserable days down there last season. I don't think there's anything psychological about going down there on Saturday Shrewsbury in decent form 1-3 on the trot they'll know they're in for a really tough game but they're very confident if they play their best they're a match more than a match for anyone in this league and I'm sure that's how they'll approach Saturday and uh, no changes in the Shrewsbury squad this week I know Graham Turner had been looking for defenders but it looks like now he's happy to go with what he's got yeah I think there's three or four phone calls went in from Graham Turner before the end of the January window last week the loan window reopened again on Tuesday for emergencies and I suppose there was a good case for one for Shrewsbury with Ruben Hazel, Shane Canston, Sheriff and Connor Goldson all out injured. They're all making good progress, we're led to believe. I'm not sure any of them will be ready for this weekend, but they're all in, tra- in and around the, the full training programme. So that's a, a big positive for, for Graham Turner. I think if there was a one of his players he was interested in last week, if they became available over the next fortnight, I think he'd possibly still move for them. But the urgency has been drawn out of it for Shrewsbury a little bit by the recovery of the, the three injured lads. There is still one new face that we haven't seen, Romain Sawyers, the striker who's come in on loan from West Bromwich Albion. Do you see him playing any part down at Playmore? I won't be surprised. I spoke to Graham Turner about him on Tuesday and Graham said he settled him very well. He's looking a very good player in training. I'm sure he would have been keen against Port Vale last week to, to include him in some part of the game. So I won't be surprised. Obviously, it depends how things go. I'm sure James Collins and Terry Gornell will start up front together in the absence of Marvin Morgan, but... Sayers is certain to play some part I would have thought on Saturday certainly a game to look forward to for Shrewsbury and an important time isn't it because I mean, again Crawley winning in midweek against Cheltenham and that top six have really opened a bit of a gap to the rest now yeah it was interesting speaking to Graham Turner he doesn't actually see it as a six horse race or three from six if you like for the automatic promotion places but there is a six or seven point gap now between Torquay and the rest of the chasing pack so I think Shrewsbury all obviously it's a, it's a vital time for them going into Torquay they also play Swindon they've got Saturday, Tuesday games for a lot of the next month. So 
the next month won't decide anything out and out but i think it's going to be really key in their in their progress moving on to telford chris and uh, a big game if obviously they can get it on i know there's an easy sounds coming out of kettering already but a huge game for telford if they can beat the weather this weekend yeah, the weather's not done Telford any favours at all in the last week. Two home games gone in the space of four days. Uh, last Saturday, they had no chance really with a frozen pitch. That forced that one off. And then on Tuesday, they were supposed to be playing Kidderminster Harriers. That was called off on Saturday simply because Kidderminster had to rearrange their FA Trophy game. As it turns out, I think it would have been off in any case because Telford's pitch was still frozen on Tuesday. So real frustration for them. And then this week, they're off to Kettering, one of the sides down at the bottom in, in the relegation struggle. And it's an important game for Telford because if they'd play it and if they win it they can open up a bit of a gap again but if they lose it then they could for the first time this season drop into that bottom four and that's the last thing they want definitely i think three new faces i think for mandy sinton who we still haven't seen so hopefully they'll get a, a run out this weekend yeah, he's, he has rung the changes and he's brought in uh, Ryan Brook, a striker from Oldham, Jonathan Brown, who came in as a winger from Southport on transfer deadline day. And then after the closing of the window, he's also signed David McDermott, an ex-York winger who was a free agent, so they were able to sign him. So those three faces waiting to get their chance. And for the loanees especially, if this weekend's game was off, so you'd be looking at Brook and Brown, not, they'd be 18 days into their loan spell before they even got a game. That's far from ideal. Obviously, Kettering would be low Telford at the moment. Would a point be a decent result on Saturday if, if the game goes ahead? I think they'd take a point because uh, at least it enables them to keep that gap at the bottom. But at the same time, they've only won once away from home in the league all season. That was at York back in August. A real smash and grab job up, up at Bootham Crescent. A fantastic result that day. But since then, they've struggled on their travels. And I think really this is the kind of game where they'd be thinking, surely they can end that run. Uh, you Kettering have picked up of late. They've won their last two games, actually, since Ashley Westwood came in as manager. But since then, they've lost a couple more players. They've had a steady stream of players handing in their notice there because those guys haven't been paid in three months. So they're going to be depleted yet again when Telford face them. And hopefully, if the game goes ahead, this is the chance for Telford to finally get that second away win. Definitely a big opportunity. Only one story dominating the sports pages this week. It'd be wrong for us to pass this podcast through without mentioning Fabio Capello, England, Harry Redknapp. Your thoughts on that, Chris? I'm not entirely surprised, really. I think ever since the Ferrari over John Terry and Fabio Capello's reaction on an Italian TV station, his position became a little untenable, and I'm not surprised he handed in his notice in the end and resigned from the job. Uh, I suppose all the attention now goes on what comes next, though, and England need a manager quickly. They've got a European Championships around the corner in four months. It's not ideal preparation, but I'm, I'm sure that there's, there's plenty of candidates out there, and the favourite is Harry Redknapp. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I think... Redknapp deserves his crack, doesn't he? He's done well at Portsmouth, he's done well at Southampton, he's done well at West Ham, and obviously he's had a magnificent season with, with Tottenham, so no doubt he deserves his crack. I'm a little sceptical what any manager can do at the moment, really. I think England are in a bit of a technical time warp. They're a long way behind the, the leading nations, not only in world football, but in European football as well. How much a manager can turn things around when he's only seen a play four, players, a group of players four or five times a year and then only for a handful of days each time I'm not sure but Redknapp certainly deserves his, his chance he's got public opinion fully behind him he's obviously walked free from what's been a very demanding court case for him and his family this week so I would not be surprised at all to see Redknapp take the job almost immediately on a part-time basis and then full-time the at the end of the season 
Yeah, the thing for Red Dapp for me is he is English, and I approve of that. I mean, see, maybe it's an old-fashioned view these days, but I genuinely believe the manager is representing his nation as much as the players, and I think it should be a rule in international fr- football, frankly, that the manager is the nationality of the country he's representing, and I'd be pleased to see Harry Redknapp get it. If they do go for somebody like Gus Hiddink, I've seen his name floated, a likeable guy. I've got a lot of time for Gus Hiddink, and if he comes in, I'm sure he'll do a decent enough job, but I say my reservation is simply that much as I like him, he's Dutch. Yeah, I think that view of an English manager will have a lot of backers around the country, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Chris, emotional time for you as well. This is your last ever Shropshire Star podcast. You leave the company this weekend to move on to Pastures New. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's, it's quite an emotional time for me, actually. I've worked for the Shropshire Star for 10 years now. I've worked on the sports desk for almost eight years. So it's going to be hard in many ways, but I've had a great time here working with the people like good people like yourself. And I'm really going to miss that side of things. And I've had a great time covering Telford as well, who I've been fortunate to cover over three promotions and also a trophy win as well. So it's been good times and there'll be times I look back on very fondly. Excellent. Well, we wish you well for the future. We wish all our clubs well for the weekend. And we'll be back with the Shropshire Star podcast soon.